We're turning your Bibles to Daniel chapter 9. We're looking again at, I think, one of the most important passages in the Bible concerning the end time events. In fact, in Daniel 9, 24 through 27, God gives us his details about the plan for the nation of Israel concerning the end time events. We see that he reveals even the time of the death of the Messiah. Now think about this. Daniel lived five to six hundred years before Jesus was ever born, and God tells Daniel when the Messiah will die. It's an amazing thing. We see when the tribulation is coming, with a thing we call abomination, desolation. Now, last week we looked at nine, chapter 9, verses 20 through 27. This week I'm just going to go just through 24 through 27, and we're going to just touch on it. We're going to go back and just review it, put it together. Uh, and our goal is that you'll be able to understand it, especially when we talk about the 70 weeks of Daniel, when somebody talks about what is a week, how does all that fit together. So if you're here last week, this, this is to help reinforce sort of what you've learned. If this is your first time here, it's, it, we're going to go through it and you'll be able to understand it. It's just going to be a little bit fast, but there's a lot of good things in here. The goal is that you'd be encouraged as you see God's perfect word. Well, God has a plan. God has a plan for this world, which is the creation. He has a plan for mankind. That's all people. He has a plan for the Israelites, the Jewish people, his chosen people. And he has a plan for the church, which is the body of Christ. Now think about this. He has a plan for this world, the creation. In Genesis chapters 1 and 2, he created the heavens and the earth in six days, and it was very good. And then he created man, and then in Genesis chapter 3 is the fall. And when mankind fell, there was a cursing on the world. In fact, Romans chapter 8 talks about the creation groans until the redemption God has a plan for this creation. As beautiful as it is, it's a fallen world. And one of these days, when Jesus Christ comes as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he's going to set up a kingdom that will rule for a thousand years. And during that thousand years, the lion will lay down with the lamb. We'll talk more about that some other time. But there's an eternal kingdom as well coming. So God has a plan for this, this world, the creation. God has a plan for mankind, for all people. Every person, God created every human being in their mother's womb. He loves every person. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. God has a plan to save every human being. God so loved the world, that's every human being, that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to come to the earth, to die on the cross, to pay for sin, rise again, conquering death, and giving the gift of eternal life to anyone who would believe in him. He has a plan. The plan is to save mankind. And anyone who trusts in Jesus Christ as Savior has eternal life that exact moment. So God has a plan. For mankind. God has a plan for Israel, his chosen people. Beginning with a man by the name of Abraham, he set Abraham apart, and he said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a land, a seed, and a blessing. There will be a particular land that I will give to you that you will live in. There will be a seed. There will be an offspring that will come, will be the Messiah and the Savior of the world, and I'm going to use you, Abraham, to bless the entire world. And through the Jewish people, from Abraham to Isaac, and Isaac to Jacob, and Jacob on down with his 12 sons all the way through, God gave us two things. He gave us the Word of God written by the Jewish people, our Bible, and He gave to us the Messiah, Jesus Christ. God has a plan for His people, and we see in Daniel chapter 9, He tells us exactly the number of years for His nation, beginning at a certain time in the Old Testament, going all the way through the future, 490 years. God has a plan. We'll see it this morning in verses 24 through 27. God has a plan for us, the church, the body of Christ. Jesus Christ died and rose again, and whoever trusts in him is placed into the body of Christ. That's now. And that means whether you're Jewish or Gentile, when you trust in Jesus Christ, you're placed in the body of Christ, which is called the church. He has a plan for us. We're to, we're to take 
the message of Jesus Christ and begin right where we are and get this message throughout the whole world so that anyone could know that through Jesus Christ and Him alone is eternal life and that eternal life is by faith. We will do what we're supposed to do until He comes in the clouds and takes us off. God has a plan. So God has a plan for this world, the creation. God has a plan for all mankind, all people. God has a plan for his nation, Israel. And God has a plan for the body of Christ. And if you remember, we've seen this many times, but there's the Old Testament where the promises were, and then here's where Jesus Christ comes, and he dies and rises again. That's what the era going up, the death and resurrection of Christ. He ascends back into heaven. We're in the church age now. That's the plan for us. One of these days, Jesus is going to come in the clouds. We're going to be taken off the face of the earth, and there will be a seven-year time period called the seven-year tribulation. That is the final seven years of the 490 years that God promised to Israel. The 483 year ended right there. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. God's plan is one day he will come as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He will rule on this earth for a thousand years. And after the great white throne judgment, he will we'll go into eternity with him, Revelation chapter 21 and 22. So that's the plan as we see it. This morning, we're looking at Daniel 9, <clears throat> 24 through 27. We see the focus is on the nation of Israel. His plan for them, specifically 490 years. So let me give you a brief review. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah. He's been in captivity in the city or in Babylon for all of his life. And uh, in fact, it's, more, it's 70 years. And as he was reading the book of Jeremiah, he saw that the captivity was supposed to end after 70 years. And so he begins to pray to God. God, I realize the 70 years is up. The Babylonian Empire has fallen. The Medo-Persian Empire is here. It is time for us to go back. And he begins to pray and ask God to let the nation of Israel go back. While he is praying, God sends an angel to him named Gabriel. Look at chapter 9. Look at verse 20. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God, while I was still speaking in prayer, then the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. The evening offering was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So an angel called Gabriel came to Daniel at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And he gave him the information for the nation of Israel. We call this as our outline. We call it the prophecy for Israel in 9, 24 through 27. In, chapter, in verse 24, he gives him 70 weeks. We'll talk about what that means. In verse 25, he tells him about the first 69 weeks. Then there's the gap in the Messiah. And then in verse 27, he gives him the 70th week or the last of those 70 weeks. And so that's what we're going to see this morning. And we're going to go fairly quickly, but I want to say something to you. Here's the plan. God came to Daniel and said, I'm going to give the nation of Israel 490 years. It will start at a particular time, a decree. From that time until the Messiah dies will be 483 years. That happened exactly right. After that, he said, he didn't tell Daniel this, but after that, there's the church, there's us. Daniel did not know that. Nobody in the Old Testament knew there was going to be a church. It was a mystery. Paul writes about it in Ephesians. After we're gone, the Jewish people were promised 490. They have used up 483. How many do they have left? Seven. 
That final seven years is what we call the tribulation in which a man of sin comes to power, makes a peace pact with Israel for seven years. We're going to see that in the book of Daniel, and we're going to see how it fits together. Now, when we get started, I'm going to help you understand something. If you notice, chapter 9, verse 24 begins this way. Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people. People read that and they go, 70 weeks, what does that mean? Let me just show you something. If I said you've got a dozen, all of us would say a dozen equals to 12. And so if I said you had 10 dozen, you, admit you wouldn't have to go, oh, I don't know what 10 dozen means, because a dozen means 12, so 10 dozen means 120. In this passage, there's a Hebrew word called Shabua, and it's translated weeks, but it means seven. Just like a dozen means 12, Shabua means seven. So he says, if I said you have 10 weeks or 10 Shabuah, that'd be 10 times 7, which would be 70. So when we see the word weeks in this passage, don't get confused. It would be like seeing the word dozen, and as soon as you saw the word dozen, you would know 12. Whenever they saw the word week or Shabuah in Hebrew, they would know 7. Okay, I hope that makes sense. I just want you to see it. So this is what we see. Look at verse 24. Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people and your holy city. And then he lists six things. To finish transgression, make an end of sin, atonement for iniquity, bring in everlasting righteousness, seal up visions and prophecy, anoint the most holy. He says, 70 weeks are given for your people. Now, I want you to understand that means. Shavuah means seven. So week means seven. God gave Israel 70 sevens. 70 times seven is 490. The only thing that fits in the scripture, the only thing that fits in history is years. So as you read Daniel 9, beginning at verse 24, he says to the nation of Israel, I'm giving you 70 times 7, or 490, and it's years. Now, in this passage, without reading all the verses, he divides those weeks, those dozens, put it that way, he divides those into three parts. He says there'll be seven weeks and 62 weeks, which makes 69 weeks, plus one week, which makes 70 weeks. Now, seven times seven, that's 49 years. Seven times 62 is 434 years, or 483, then plus seven equals 490. Now, what you have to understand, the church is not mentioned in the Old Testament. We're the gap. They did not know that. So, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Then there's the church. And there's one week that makes 70 weeks, or 7 plus 62 weeks is 483 years, then the church age, then final seven years, 490. I hope that makes sense. But let me say it to you this way. God said, I'm giving them 490 years. From the time it starts until the time of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, will be 483 years. Then they didn't know, but there's the gap. That's us. There's seven years years left. Okay, I hope you're following that, and I hope you're seeing it. So let's see how it works. So 49 years plus 434 years is 483 years. Then the gap, the church, the final seven years adds up to be 490. Now here's the question. So Daniel is told, God's going to give you 490 years. When will the 490 years start? Notice verse 25. He tells us when it starts. 
So you're to know and discern that from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. He says, from a particular decree until the Messiah will be seven and 62, 69 weeks. So from the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah is 69 weeks from the decree to the Messiah. Now let me show you something. We saw this last week. The decree was given, we're going to talk about it in a minute, in 444 B.C., and it's in Nehemiah chapter 2. The decree was given, seven weeks or 49 years, 62 weeks or 434 years, at the 483-year mark, or the 69 weeks, that's exactly the time that Jesus Christ entered Jerusalem right before he dies. So as he says, from the decree until the Messiah will be 483 years. That's exactly what happened. Jesus came and died. We're in the church age now. They used up 69 weeks. They got one week left, which is seven years. Now, you may say, how do we know the decree? Well, I want to show you. There's only four decrees in the Old Testament dealing with Israel. Ezra chapter 1, there's a decree to rebuild the temple. In Ezra chapter 6, Darius confirms Cyrus' decree to build the temple. In Ezra chapter 7, Artaxerxes has a decree to build the temple. But in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, Artaxerxes tells Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of the city. If you remember, this says, from the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, the only decree in the Old Testament that was to restore and build Jerusalem was in Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, which was 444 B.C. So you begin to realize that from that decree, there is counting off 483 years until the Messiah dies. Look at the next verse. Then after the 62 weeks, that's 7 and 62, after the 69 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. That is the death of the Messiah. Daniel is told that 483 years from the decree, the Messiah will die. He will be cut off. I want you to understand. The decree was given in 444 B.C., 69 weeks, 483 years. That's when Jesus Christ died. Do you understand that if they would have read Daniel and read it and understood it, they would have known the time that the Messiah would be put to death? They would know the exact year and exact time. So that's the decree. Here's another one, and I gave this out last week, and we have a few of these. If you want them, we'll make some more. But this is a handout that shows you, because if you look at the Bible and you say from the year 444 B.C. to the year 232 A.D., that's different than 483 years. That's because our years have 365 and a fourth days, and the Jewish calendar has 360 days in a year. And so if you take a Jewish calendar, it's 360 days, maxes perfectly, and if you take our calendar, it's still 173,880 days. So from the giving of the decree until the Messiah, it doesn't matter whether you do years, the days add up perfectly. You understand that from the decree until when Jesus died is exactly 483 years. I hope you grasp that. That is unbelievable. That is amazing. 
that God could do that. And that's what happened. Four hundred and eighty three years from the decree in four forty four BC to the Messiah's death in AD thirty two, thirty three, either way, it's either four forty four, four forty five, and then Jesus dies. After the death of Jesus Christ, he walked on the he rose again after three days, walked on the earth for forty days, and ascended back into heaven. Right after that, the church started. That's us. They did not know that. And so the Jewish people have used up 483 of their 490 years. So in the future from now, there will be seven years or that final week of the 70 weeks, which we call the tribulation. That's how it's going to fit. And that is the gap. That's what we see. So 490 minus 483 is seven. The Jewish people have seven. The nation of Israel has seven years left to go. Now I want to explain something to you. Let's take a second. When you get to that seven years, you know, the church, we're going to be gone. We're going to be taken off the face of the earth. And then the nation of Israel is going to have their final seven years. There's going to be a ten-king federation. We've already seen that in chapter 2 and in chapter 7. There's going to be a ten-king federation rise up on the earth. Out of those ten kings, one king will come to power. We call him the Antichrist. He's going to come to power, and he's going to make a peace pact with the nation of Israel for seven years. And... While that seven years is going on, halfway through, this man, we call him the Antichrist, goes into the temple of Jerusalem, sets up his idol, and claims to be God and stops the sacrifices. I want to remind you of some things. We saw in Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2, the big statue, had ten toes. In Daniel chapter 7, the big beast had ten horns. The ten horns and the ten toes are the ten kings. Revelation chapter 17 verse 12, the ten horns which you saw are the ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they receive authority as kings with the beast, that's the Antichrist, for one hour. He's going to come up out of the ten king federation. That's what he's going to do. In Daniel chapter 7, let me read this to you. You may remember it when we studied this. In verse 24, it says, as for the ten horns, out of them will be ten kings, and then another will come out from them and he will be different. He will speak against the Most High and he will rule for a time, a time, and half a time. That's 30, that's 42 months, that's three and a half years. That's when he puts his idol up in the temple halfway through and claims to be God. Revelation 13.5 says there was given to him, Antichrist, a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months. How long is 42 months? It's three and a half years. In Matthew, this, right in the middle of the seven-year time period, he stops the sacrifices. And it's, it's an amazing thing. This, this is the picture of it. He makes a covenant with the nation of Israel for one week, seven years. That's Daniel's 70th week. He makes the covenant. Halfway through, he breaks the covenant. He puts his idol up in the temple. And the last part of the tribulation is called the Great Tribulation. And that's when the Jewish people and everybody on earth who didn't take the mark of the beast is running for their lives. Let me just tell you something. For the first three and a half years, there's wars and rumors of wars, and there's all kind of things happening. And this man takes power and makes an agreement with the nation of Israel. And then halfway through, somehow, somewhere, and we'll study it somewhere another time in detail, this man appears to be killed, and he comes back from the dead. 
And when he comes back from the dead, he claims to be God. And he puts an idol up in the temple, and he has a beast which is called the false prophet. And the false prophet brings down signs, and they say that if you do not worship the beast, you'll be put to death, and you have to take a mark 666. You put it either here or here, and if you don't take the mark of the beast, you can't eat or buy or sell all those who are believed in Jesus Christ, because many people will believe in Jesus Christ during the tribulation, they will be running for their lives. At the beginning of the tribulation, at the beginning of this time period, 144,000 Jewish people will trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes. That's Revelation chapter 7. When the Antichrist puts his idol up in the temple, people will run for their lives. That's the part in Matthew where Jesus said, when you hear of the abomination, desolation, run for your life. The abomination of desolation is when he puts the idol up in the temple. That's Matthew 24 verses 15 through 16. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 he says he claims to be God and puts his idol up in the temple. And this is called the abomination desolation. In verse 27 notice of Daniel 9 and he, the Antichrist will make a covenant with the many, talking about the many people, the Jews, for one week. How long is one week? How long is it? Seven years. In the middle of the week, that's halfway through, the three and a half year mark, what will he do? He will put a stop to the sacrifice and grain offering, and on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate. That's why Jesus called it the abomination desolation in Matthew chapter 24. He comes and claims to be God. Now let me give you some good news, okay? Just listen to this. Stephen said, you know, one good thing about the end times, they have to end. Well, they do. At the end of the tribulation... When the Antichrist has claimed to be God and is killing anybody who can who believes in Jesus Christ, listen to this. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. And his eyes are a flame of fire. And on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him which no one can know. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword to strike down the nations. And on his robe he has a name written King of kings and Lord of lords. And it says, I saw the beast... And the kings of the earth and their armies assemble to make war against him. And the beast, the Antichrist, and with him the false prophet they were, who performed these signs, they were cast into the lake of fire. At the end of the tribulation, when Jesus Christ comes as the king of kings and the lord of lords, this man who is demon-possessed, who claims to be God, who persecutes the world, who is causes the abomination desolation, Jesus Christ will come and take him and cast him into the lake of fire. And then Jesus will set up a kingdom of a thousand years, and then we will be with him forever. So what do we see? They give, they've told 490 years, 70 times 7, at the 483 year mark, that's from the decree to the Messiah, the Messiah dies, there's great destruction, there's the church age, and then the tribulation and, and Jesus Christ comes back. So here it is. 483 years, Jesus Christ dies, we're in the church age, church is taken out, the man, the Antichrist makes an 
peace pact with the nation of Israel halfway through. He claims to be God. At the end, Jesus Christ comes back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's in Daniel 9, 24 through 27. Now let me show you one other thing. We saw it last week. What did Daniel see? He saw the 70 weeks, but he didn't see the gap because he didn't know about us. He saw the 69 weeks followed by one week, which would be the 70 weeks. That's what he thought was going to happen. He knew that the Christ would be crucified, the Messiah would be cut off at the 483-year mark. He thought it would go straight into the final seven years. That's what he saw. What do we see? This is what we see. We see the 49, the 434, the 483 years. We see Jesus dying. We see us, the church age. We see the next event as the rapture. We see the tribulation, those final seven years of the 490. We see Jesus come as the king. We see the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth. And then we see a new heavens and a new earth. You remember, we have much more revelation than Daniel had. Now, let me raise one other final point. Why is it that the Jewish people didn't see this and say, okay, let's write this down, 490, and we know when the 483-year mark is. They would know. You know why? When we get to the very end of the book of Daniel, it's going to say to Daniel, seal up this book until the end. The book of Daniel was hard to grasp until the book of Revelation was written because the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel go together. When you read the book of Revelation, it says, now everything is open. So it could be that they just couldn't put it all together to understand. So what are we saying? We've seen God gives the flow of history and prophecy to the nation of Israel. He gives them 70 weeks or 490 years. At the 483-year mark, the Messiah dies. There's the destruction of Jerusalem. There's the gap of the church and the rapture, the gap of the church age, and then the rapture of the church, and then the final seven years and the time of the tribulation. Halfway through the tribulation, there's the abomination desolation, which the Antichrist puts his idol up in the temple, and then Jesus comes as the King of kings and the Lord of lords to reign. And so... This is the church. This is the rapture. This is the final seven years. Halfway through, Antichrist puts his idol up. This is Jesus coming as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's called the second coming. This is his first coming. This is the second coming. The rapture is not coming to the earth. The rapture is coming in the clouds. First coming to the earth. Second coming to the earth. He sets up his kingdom and rules for a thousand years. And then we go into eternity in Revelation 21 and 22. So what have we seen? Let us realize that God has a plan for this world. That's the creation. He's going to take this fallen world and he's going to make a new heavens and a new earth. So it's going to be a beautiful, restored world. It's going to be like it was in the garden. It's going to be amazing. Second, let's realize that God has a plan for all mankind. You know what the plan for mankind is? Whoever believes in Jesus Christ will have eternal life. God's plan is that Jesus died and rose again and that he is the Savior of the world and whoever believes in him is reconciled to God and has eternal life. The third thing is God has a plan. Let's realize that God has a plan for Israel, his chosen people. He's given them 490 years. They used up 483. They didn't didn't know there was going to be a gap. They still got seven years to go. That's going to be the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, Jesus will come back and set up the kingdom. And then last but not least, God has a plan for us, the church, the body of Christ. Our plan is to go into this world, this community, with the message of Jesus Christ, telling people that Jesus died and rose again, and whoever believes in him will never perish but have everlasting life. We do that until Jesus comes in the clouds and Jesus could come in the clouds 
any second. There is no timetable. Jesus could come back at any second, and we, the church, the body of Christ, will be taken off the face of the earth. Let's be faithful to fulfill our responsibility as we await Jesus Christ to come in the clouds.